Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Keech, Tongva, and Shumash people, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Ever been spanked? As an adult or as a child? Anytime. My dad slapped my leg a couple times in the car when I was being naughty. Mm -hmm. I mean, nowadays, that's not the dumb thing anyway. But there was a few times I got like a smack on the leg. Um, As an adult, I've not – I guess I wasn't traumatized enough as a child to have developed a fetish for that type of corporal punishment. Right. I mean, I guess getting dominated is also like some people like the relaxing element of it. Totally. I just, the spanking thing I haven't, I don't have any like particular associations with that I'm looking to exploit or heal. Right. Good answer. You? I've never been spanked. Like in the, in the, you remember in those old movies, the kids would put like a book in their pants. Oh yeah, for sure. I sort of thought that was cute. I mean, you know, in the whatever those, you know, 1930s, 40s, whatever. Oh, yeah. We can play that out later. Grab yourself a newspaper. I'm looking at the books. I'll put them in my underwear. I'll get the cane. (laughs) Day after the Oscars. Mm -hmm. A lot of excitement in this town. Yeah. Misty. Well, we were misty up on the hill here. It was misty. I don't know if it was misty in the flats. And with all of this show business excitement, I feel like the passing of Chaim Topol. The original Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof was was it was overshadowed by the Oscars oh, that's this week. Right. What are your Fiddler on the Roof memories? I mean, for for, for the non-Jews, for the Goyim listening, they may not realize what a profound well, piece of cultural entertainment Fiddler on the Roof was oh, for anyone who's grown well, up in a Jewish you, family. Well, for sure. But if you see the documentary, you don't know the depth depths of uh, what went into this film. But one interesting thing was they picked. An Israeli Jewish man, he I think he was Israeli because he it was Chaim Topol? Hot. Very possibly. And was he hot? Was, well, because like his relationship with his wife, like you can they wanted someone you can sort of feel was like that they, they he wanted to stoop his wife and he wanted you know, not They wanted like, that raw shtetl animalism. Something going on there where he and I and I understood what they meant in a way. They there was something mas very masculine. Right. How do you honor the shtetl yet have that carnal power in a yeah. film? Yeah, they Some, did it. Something. I might be saying this all wrong, but I like. Yeah. I, I like where you're going with it. Well, I like. I've never heard anyone begin an analysis of Fiddler on the Roof by talking about the just pumping sexuality. Yeah, but it's true. It was yeah. there. Yeah. He was a real. 
sexual icon for the Jewish community. <laughs> True. Fiddling on the roof. I know. Yeah. I know. I saw Fiddler on the Roof when I was a kid. My mum took me and I had a lot of questions about the Bolsheviks, about oh, yeah. I, the, the, the political backdrop to it. It was going over my head and I kept asking my mum, I was like, wait, who are those guys? Why, why are they Why are they coming down? What? And a woman turned around during intermission and asked my mum to keep her son silent for the second half. Stump. Stum. Stum. Stum, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's stump? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. How do I add the it's T just, at the end? It's your raw sexuality just coming through in your Yiddish pronunciation. <laughs> stum. Anyway, um, did yeah. you enjoy the Oscars? I did. I, I, thought, I thought, oh, this is going to be so boring. I think a lot of people had this original idea of just, oh, I guess I'll get through this and I'll give it a go. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. But I thought it was very, very... Uh, fun and there was just a whole lot of love. Whole lot of love, yeah. It was heartwarming. Like, um, what is that? Led Zeppelin? Whole lot of love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was just like, it was very, I don't know. I thought there was just, yeah, it was very cheery and just a lot of celebrating. And, and I love what like uh, Jamie Curtis said, sort of. So, Jamie Curtis, if you're a real, if you're a real fan, do you leave out the Lee? Oh, sorry. No, no, I just wondered if that was a thing. Like, that was a, like, deep Hollywood thing. Can like, I call oh, him Elkin? Elkin. Is a, That's like Goldie that's right. when... No, Kate, Kate. <laughs> I mean, Kate, our other kid, when she was little, she said, can I call him Elton? Yeah, she found Elton John. It was just too, too long. Exhausting. It didn't roll off the tongue. Too exhausting. Yeah, yeah you can call him Elton. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I was happy that she threw her parents in there because I love old Hollywood when she was mm. singing. But she was sort of saying, you know, it didn't matter who won. This was just a night... because. I've always been confused about winning, who's winning, and it seems so silly, but it's kind of just a platform or a way to sort of just celebrate Hollywood. And I, I, I like love, I love celebrating Hollywood. The winning part is um, s- silly in a way, but you know, I like that she said that, not in her speech, but I think in before on the red carpet, yeah, on, on the, a lot on of pre-interviews. And we and shout out Sean James oh, who yeah. cut both our hair recently. Who's Jamie Jamie Curtis, uh, who is her <laughs> primary hair artist and stylist. Yes, yes. And it was a big big thing for the teams, right? The whole team gets a I big. Know. Experience. I I always was yeah. so baffled by this team thing, and I always felt sort of unsupported in Hollywood in a weird way. Not by the outer Hollywood, but I was more just. More jealous of like when people would say, I'd like to thank my team. And I would think. You feel you weren't rolling with a team. I just thought, I want people who support me in Hollywood. Mm. And now I, I know what they mean, kind of. You got to say, would, I, would you include me on your team? Am I on your team? Are you kidding? Yeah. You're the team captain. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the head cheerleader. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I used to picture them living with all these people, like these. Not living with their agents and managers, but no, you should. Every actor should have to live with their well, agents, like, managers, and you know, team. entourage. Like they, they had this. They had sort of like. Well, I guess I would think of those pop star, female pop stars who had all their people around them who ended up like uh, Shakira, looking like them. As the years go yes. on, they all start dressing the same and looking the same. And I thought, wow, that's. I don't want that, but. I would just have a bunch of brunettes with no makeup, but we, you know, that they have all these people around them p- pumping them up all day. And we, we don't normally do a big Oscary thing, but um, our friend, oh, yeah. your old friend Zoe Casavetti, well, was our, like, "Let's do something. Yes. Let's do it." And yeah, so we Zoe. did the whole. We had a ballot. We had chicken wings. We had delicious pizza. 
I know. The and brand, I, delicious, I, the, the company. Oh, Not yeah. just deli- It was delicious, it but was it was delicious, from Delicious but it, Pizza. Yeah, our old friend uh, Rick Ross. An incredible pistachio cake from Proof Bakery. Happy Massey brought. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we first were dating. He paid for it. I'm not sure he brought it, but nonetheless, let's right. keep moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were first dating, we had a fun Oscar. When this big studio, this we have a big room that's like a studio. It sounds fun, and it is. It's this room that probably used to be a garage on my case study house, but uh, it's it's been an amazing, cool space. And when I had my bedroom in here, designed by David Netto, which I ruined and took apart at some point. But we had an, uh, we had a hang like last night where we had a bunch of people. Oscar kickback. And we were all kicking back on, I had a big bed and you're in there in the photos. Now, how did you do on your picks? Like how was your oh, Oscar terrible. Ballad? Like where, what were you, what were you right about? What were you wrong about? Um, it's so funny because at like an hour after the Oscars, I'm always like, wait, what, who won best picture? It was it was it everything everywhere all at once right? that's right that's okay right, yeah. well yeah i picked that and uh, oh no you know what what i didn't pick that what'd you pick you picked the banshees i picked top gun which i didn't like yeah you thought there was going to be a political nod for the uh i don't know why um i love the original top gun was super fun and i wanted to like this one but i walked out i was there's not a, there's in a, the mood and there's a lot of hipster naysayers about everything everywhere all at once i liked that movie a lot i really liked Me it too. maybe as a parent of a teenage girl it hit home and also as a it, between the sort of psychedelic vision of humanity the non-linear like i like mm-hmm. all that stuff and mix that with parenting and I'm in. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't do that well, but our kid, our 13 year old won and I think- Goldie killed it. I think she pre, she learned, she wasn't, she didn't have a cheat sheet like I do when I vote for um, (laughs) elections, which is good. I do, I have a good cheat sheet, which is a lefty. But anyway, I, I think she, she's a good student. She remembered what, what people thought might well, I think win. she's paying attention to TikTok. I think she's noticing cultural trends on TikTok and but she I can thought, sense I thought what that was excitement. You know, so yeah, if we ever did. think, if she ever says, I don't, you know, I'm not going to study in, for this test, I'll say, you're a good, you, you should, because remember when you won the, the hundred bucks from our ballot betting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she won my mom by one point. Yeah, she got one more. And I think right. mom, her mom was mad at her or? No, I don't think that was. I don't think that's going to cause a serious family feud. Yeah, it was. It was. That was all right. How did you do? I did okay. I think I always do okay. I'm not particularly great at picking the winners. But, yeah. yeah, I know because the beginning I pick what I think will win politically, and then it, towards the end I just vote, start picking what I want to win. Yeah, totally. And we were going to potentially go to one oscar party for fire of love the other night but oh, we yeah. we piked out what happened i forgot uh, i was a bit of a dramatic teenage day oh yeah and yeah. it just felt like we weren't gonna and it was also it was it was one of those parties there's a thing with big hollywood parties where you park somewhere and they shuttle you somewhere else and so you don't have immediate ability to leave yeah or, and all of that is not to say that can be great but have it you is ever a, had a good party with the shuttle um, I'm sure I have. Yeah, I'm sure I always I have just I remember the shuttle. I don't remember the party. Yeah, the shuttles are—they're demotivators. They well, it's a, it's an early surrender. It's yeah, an early surrender. You got to you got to give it up and go with the experience. But nonetheless, so that was our that was our Oscar experience. Pretty good. But we did have a really fun. Uh, the day before, we went over to Rain Phoenix's house. Oh, that was great. Who is launching. She's got, she runs Launch Left, which is a podcast series, and it's a whole platform she's created for like 
progressive artists Mm -hmm. and she had a showcase for an artist because she's starting a record label part of Launch Left, Arne Diaz. Mm-hmm. And what was the show? It was so Well, cool. I was happy because Rufus Wainwright was there and I'm such a fan and I was ha- I was sitting. Oh, of- and your earlier chat with Rufus at Tara Subcuffs a couple of weeks ago had been thwarted. And so you got to yeah. complete the fantasy. And then yeah. I sat on the ledge of her fireplace and I got to admire his beautiful shoes. Oh, what yeah. kind of shoes was Rufus they were wearing? Like sort of um, slippers, but like you know, they were like gentleman shoes. They were really nice. I don't know what mm. kind. Mm. I was about to compliment him, but I, I just it didn't happen. Mm. And well, then the I shoes are very to... fast. Like you can get away very quickly. Them. Like... <laughs> Shuffle away. I got to see Spike J- Jones, which was nice. I yeah. haven't seen him. He looks exactly the same. I know that dude's aging. So he's well. not aging. He's, he's, he's not, not aging. aging. Yeah, I think um, that's not having kids, man. I think yeah. once you have kids, oh. I know my hairline and my waistline. Yes. both went through radical restructuring and reformatting it's as just... the minute you got pregnant. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was beautiful. The songs were. It was a woman from Venezuela, and she covered all these songs that are important Venezuelan songs. The first was from like the Bob Dylan of Venezuela. The second was like a song that was sort of political that was amazing. And one was a song her mom liked. One was sort of a pop song. So it was and like she had a, a full band in Rain's Living really Room. Really good band. It was just such a, like a treat because the songs were really amazing. And she was an incredible you, singer. And oh, yeah. her voice was unreal, and the band was amazing. She was great. And think about that. Like you get to hear the five most iconic from different time periods, different, you know, these, and the way she explained was super charming and and short, but interesting. And you got exactly like what this song was. And then the songs were terrific. Let's, let's hear a little clip from it. Okay. So we do have a bit of an exciting announcement to make. And so there's a festival happening up in Washington State called The Thing Festival. And it's happened, it's in Port Townsend, which is sort of about a couple hours out of Seattle. And it's a music and arts and other things festival. And it's happening August 25th, 26th and 27th. And if you want to, yeah, go it, up. How? Tell us who's on. The- okay, so I, it's it's just announced today, and the bill includes Fleet Foxes, Lil Yachty, oh my god, Sylvan Esso, Thundercat, Tash Sultana, an Australian, um, Diggable Planets, Samia. Uh, oh my God! So much King Tough, who I love, Caper Lant and uh, uh, Caper Lant and Jacqueline Novak, and anyway, we and are going to be there. And We're, us. So I'm doing a full band set. You can come and see the gig. We are doing a live podcast taping for the first time, for the first time ever. And yeah. there is going to be a DJ Dad Bod set to close <gasps> for the out first the night. Time. I mean, can you believe it? Oh this man, is, this is this is an innovative booker. 
Yeah. The dude booking this is like, you we know We come what? with, you know, we have three three things to share at a festival. He's tapping the empire. I love this. And I love this idea of a festival in a cute, like, seaside town, like historic. Every hotel and thing I started immediately looking at where we're going to stay. And they're all like, haunted, haunted, haunted. So if you want to stay in a haunted turn of the century or pre-turn, even before turn of the century little house or you know a little hotel yes yeah, so it looks up like in a historic fort warden port townsend yeah. and people can hop online and check and it's out across the from it. kind of uh, vancouver island it's going to be beautiful yeah i can't wait and it's just so fun it's going to be like it's really like we're bringing the whole circus up there so i'm really and i think it'll be fun i mean not that i don't like in the past i've gone to like reading festival and these festivals that are in a big field and it's all like but this sounds sort of civilized like i'm sure we're going to one space and another and another and it'll kind of be kind of like a scavenger hunt yeah i'm i'm super excited and it's just fun because normally when i have to go do a festival i'm not i don't have you with me and so i'm gonna get to you know get to really it's gonna be like a fun family working trip so we're so excited about that so the link is going to be in the show notes and check that out and get some tickets could be a late summer festival a late summer trip together hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Midwestern pop. Yeah, you've been on a bit of a journey lately. It's been a so I've been reading this replacements book, mm-hmm. and I've been I've heard the whole catalog basically, but I'm going back and listening to it in order. And I keep sending you songs, going, "This is going to be the one that's going to totally land for you and turn you into a replacements fan." And it's like it's not totally I, I clicking. Am, I am a replacements fan, but um. It it hasn't. It's like dub reggae. I, there was the one day that I just it. I just listened to the dub reggae and I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, and it the same with the pixies. Right. Like it's kind of like a movie or a book or yeah, some music. You know, you it's sort of right place, right time. And you said, well, I think with the replacements, they're midwestern. And I said, well, what I don't like midwestern. And we were trying to think. I was sort of naming bands, but I was like, oh, wait, but they're Southern, like B-52s. You know what I reckon R.E.M., you said, and I said, but R.E.M. Southern. And but I'm, I think it's that you grew up. You are I'm one not Southern, of the, by the way. You are one of the coastal elites, but the nature of your birthright. So coastal elites will go south, but they won't go mid. Well, I just think it. I think it's that you cannot identify with the emotional reality of being stuck in a small town and wanting to bust out. You're already there, baby. Yeah. You were born on the other side of the velvet rope. (laughs) You don't want to hear this frustration. To you, it just sounds like it's like it's irrelevant, right? That is so funny. Yeah. Is there something to that? Is it like like do do you like Bruce Springsteen? I do. But sort of, right? You Wait, he's you from the Midwest? No, I'm just talking. Now I'm now we're just in the spirit. Oh, of, I love the spirit a fighter. of busting out oh, of the small I town. I want to fight. I want to bust out. You want to bust out. But yeah. the small town, what is another Midwestern band? I don't know, because now I'm sort of more in the emotional reality oh, okay. than just the geographic kind of thing. I want to bust out. You want to bust out, like topple. 
Yes. Yeah, like the way Chaim busted out of the shtetl. Yeah, and the way that, you know, the angsty Nina Simone, the whole busting out you, you wanted to bust out yeah. of your pants. Yeah, bust the nut. <laughs> do you, you want to hear a question? Hi, Ben and Ioni. Kind of random, but about the band Hanson. I noticed that you seem to have like a lot of overlap in terms of friends and bands that you've both toured with. I'm thinking like Ben Queller, Phantom Planet, Ben Folds, people like that. So I was wondering, have you had any interactions with Hanson? And if so, what's your impression of them? Thanks so much. Uh, I like I liked he said both toured with, implying I toured. But yeah, I think she meant you've done some hardcore. Oh, Hanson that's true. Touring. I have also done some hardcore rock wife touring. So do you have any Hanson memories? Do you have any associations with them? Because I've got a couple. Well, what's what's their cut, their main... Well, Mbop. Oh, right, right. So the the original connection to Hanson is that Tamara Davis directed that video. that's right. And I remember having... Because she did my Away With A Pixies video, and I think it was like around the same time, and she told a really sweet story about she was making the... Hanson video and she was chatting to Taylor who would have been you know 14 or 15 or something and she said do you have a girlfriend and she was just curious like where they were at and And he said no and then she somehow she got to like what's the furthest you've been with a girl oh my gosh and he said hands hold hands hold isn't that I mean I'm sure he's gone further now I mean he's a man yeah yeah. so that is an origin story of such tenderness and sweetness and good-natured and then I was, yeah, they're friends with sort of the Rooney and Phantom Planet guys and Queller. And there was a show I actually got sick at that they, we never met. But so I've never met Hanson, basically. But I like Hanson. Yeah. I never had uh, that sort of, oh, how corny or any of that. That's a Midwestern band. Yeah, I have some Tulsa, more. right? They're from? Oh, are they? That I, makes I sense. So, oh, really? Yeah. I really want to go to Tulsa with. Um, Juliana Barwick. Well, and also Gene Triplehorn. Oh, yeah. I want to go to Tulsa with a Tulsan. Is that what they're called? No. Tulsanian? A t- an Oklahoma person. Oklahoman? Oklahoma. An Oklahoman or Oklahoma woman. Mm-hmm. Or Oklahoma they them. Folk. Okay, here we go. Earth, wind, and fire. Love. Sticks? Wait, what's sticks cuts again? Sticks uh, is great. They're... I don't know. Oh. I'm not a Sticks fan. You I mean, know, I'm not. I'm not not a Sticks fan. Right? Oh, Huskadoo. What's their song? Huskadoo are amazing. Yeah, their songs are like and Violet Femmes, Ario Speedwagon, Love. Okay, <laughs> so these old bands just geographically located in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, so why are you saying they're not? I don't know. I'm just trying to get to the heart of the disconnect with the replacements, and so I'm concocting theories. Okay. That's well, what's what we the, do? What do Violent Femmes, Ario Speedwagon, and Huskadoo? You don't M- like who's music's good. good. Yeah, who's good are amazing. What songs? Well, they were an early hardcore. They were they were actually peers with the ex- at the exact same time as the replacements, but the replacements were sloppy bar kind of vibes, and who's good were tight, verging on punk pop, but hardcore, um, just tight three piece, yeah. like delivered, like blistering set. So totally different energy. And they start, there was a rivalry between them, but they ended up becoming, you know, mutual admiration. Yes. That's Bob Mould. So there's another question that came in by Prince. Prince, so. that's true. You like Prince? Oh, yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like a deep, deep Prince. Princess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another question that came in by email. Hi, hi, Ioni and Ben. Yes. I'm so curious about your sabbatical in Australia. Was it spontaneous during COVID? 
Uh, was it something that was in, was there long-term planning behind? And how did you decide to go back to your life in the U.S.? Well, Good, yeah. So question. one day we were here in a lockdown and Kate, my, she was like 19-year-old at the time, I think, 18, 19. And she just turned 19, whatever, sorry, fixating. So yeah, Kate, we're in the kitchen just in that uh, Stockholm syndrome where we're sort of, you know, enjoying lockdown almost, but not really. I was sort of in an anxiety attack for 24-7 probably. But Kate said, why don't we go to Australia? You're Australian, Ben. And then we started looking into, it was sort of a quick decision. And emotionally, why? Well, Kate was just leaving a boyfriend. I think for her, she just thought, let's have a change. It was so exciting, the idea. Like, a couple, you know, had we not had this like lockdown, I I don't know what we if we would have lived in Australia yeah, for a also, year. And also in 2020, it was sort of like there was it did feel a bit in America like we were on the brink of civil war possibly, and it was it was sort of a scary time. Yeah, to be. you were like, we were fighting over that because you were yeah. saying the you were concerned about the collapse of America, and I. Felt- I mean, I still am medium to long term, but at that time, it felt like it was we were actually living in the midst of it. And I couldn't handle the thought, and I would feel so terrified at that thought. But I love the idea. I always thought one day I'm going to live in Europe for a year, or one day I'm going to live somewhere else for more than a year, and so that was fantastic. The nice thing was it sort of cemented as a family our relationship to Australia because that had always been my private experience. Like I'm there so much for work and my family's there, but we hadn't spent an extended period. And I I really believe that there's something about just where you have your feet on the land. And there's something about both the girls and you, but us all sort of actually connecting with the vibration of the land, which is just, it's a very, the land is incredibly healing. Maybe all land is. I don't know. I just, I really sense it in Australia, the getting in the ocean, the bush, that the way it all, it just has an incredible feeling Incredible. It. Yeah. And it just gives, it keeps giving. Like your mom's been there for her whole life and she's constantly, she's still going to places she hasn't been. And it's, it's just like, yeah, it's a giver, that land. And we brought our boy Cooper back. Oh boy. We brought our, we, we, we really the whole mission. For better or worse. So we ended a up dog. with an Australian dog I mean, who's ma- who turned two last week. I yeah. mean, shout out to Cooper, two-year-old. I never boy. would have thought to fly a dog, which was easier flying back. F- flying a dog to Australia, we know from like Johnny Depp. You, it's almost you can't. But that's amongst the many things we've learned from Johnny Depp, that is one of the lasting lessons that do not bring a dog on a private jet as an attempt to evade. And that yeah. he's in the cast of Tusk that our teenager showed us. Oh, that, I, I was not feeling that movie. I was not <laughs> um, feeling that movie. I was not feeling the Johnny Depp cameo. I was not but, feeling but, it. But yeah, we brought back this giant, handsome Australian dog. Yeah. Not not an Australian person. Yeah, we celebrated his birthday last week. Yeah, and I think you, said you really that. appreciated it. Yeah. I know. This, yeah. is mo- this is your dog, this dog. I mean, I love him to bits and he is but it's your first it's sort of your first dog as an adult yeah i think also we have similar sort of personality faults <laughs> and so in a way by learning to tame the beast outside of me i am learning to he tame is the stubborn beast are you stubborn dude he's so stubborn he's highly energized really stubborn and willful, but really loving and needy. But too. when we say energized, I have to be defensive, a defensive 
uh, I don't know if you have to be defensive. I, I, don't I think have it's a choice. Yeah. I'm just no. don't. I'm just saying. I don't. I I can sense the defensiveness inside of me and hyper. Not like one of those dogs that has that kinetic energy or that like like kind of hopping around on you. When he does still jump up, it's a sort of slow moving. He's a bit of a loping. High, you know, he has energy, but it's in a sort of slowish. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. Whatever that means. If he's not aggressive, I guess, is the main thing. He's not an attack dog. He's jumping up well, for love. Yeah, no, he yeah. won't attack. Well, I just mean the hopping. I mean the kind of like, it, it's not like he's zooming around the house. That's true. Right? That's true. He might do it once. Anyway, sorry. That's I don't true. know why no, I'm I, defending. clearly, yeah. You, it's you, you very want to clear vital. his name. It's funny how defensive. Once I went to this park and we all brought our dogs, it was for like a party and a, a grown-up sort of party thing in the day. And there was there were auditions for dogs to be in the new uh, spot on like Purina. I don't know. There was like a dog. Purina dog chow. Something, yeah. And we all thought, oh, wow, why don't we just line up with all these people? They happen to be doing auditions for dogs. And we were waiting in line. And as the line went on, we were getting more like Tatiana was like, I don't know if your dog's going to really get that spot because it's all one color it might fade into the background oh and you then guys we so you start, guys were like stage mom we your started dogs, like yeah. putting down it was like dance moms but dance dog momagers. moms momagers of our dogs and then we it started actually truly like becoming slightly competitive like and then we want we all secretly thought our dog was gonna get that audition did any of them book it no Mm. Did you have to bring headshots and all that kind of thing? Well, we so it like- was impromptu because we were just in the park at a separate space, you know, having this like outdoor party. It's the start of all great Hollywood Discovery stories. Yes, Lana, they were at Lana Schwab's. Turner the dogs were up having on a soda. Stools. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. You can send us a voice note at weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. You can also check out all of the great pods on the Weirder Together podcast network. You can come up to Washington Washington State late summer. Yeah, come check out the Thing Festival. Um, Yeah, check out Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable, Making Ways, Raw Impressions, Vague Data. Am I leaving anything out? These are all the pods on the network. On our network. And and yeah, review review this podcast if you enjoy it. If you're a loyal listener, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful week. We have that meeting later today. Oh yeah, we've got a fun meeting. Top secret. I know. Top secret, baby. What are you teasing these people for? I just was- Don't let your mouth make promises your butt can't catch. I just remembered. I was just thinking, what are we doing today after this? Yeah, we're, we're, we're continuing the Weirder Together world domination plan. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will see you. We're pushing you are, that wheel uphill. Yeah, we're cycling together. uphill in quicksand. <laughs> we, will, we will see you when, as, we, uh, as we continue to dominate culture. Yes. Love you. Beautiful baby. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.